Hey, Upper Feasters. Hope you're having a great day so far. This week, I talk with Kyle Turner of Hoggies Barbecue. Hoggies, as you may know, has been drastically improving nonstop, constant and never-ending improvement. You love to see it. They really just focus on quality over quantity these days. Kyle and I talk about TikTok stunt food videos, you know, like the really big, flamboyant, silly food that isn't practical or delicious, but it looks pretty cool for the internet. Kyle's down to get silly on the gram. Pork chop, Hoggy's new mascot. He's silly as hell. Anybody can be pork chop. You can be pork chop. I can be pork chop. We're all pork chop. Kyle tells me the importance of balance in his diet, being gluten-free and how he feels now. We talk about Americans and our huge portion sizes. He gives me the details on designing a menu and the challenges that go with redesigning a menu and trying to make it as clear and effective as possible. This week we did something really fun, which I think I'm going to continue to do. We talked about overrated food and underrated food. Truffle oil was overrated, and Kyle's underrated food is a pretty hilarious choice. Kyle is so cool to talk to. We're buddies. He's a restaurateur, entrepreneur, and uh, yeah, check it out. Kyle, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I am good. We are just getting into the holidays, so things are moving along nicely until uh, that down season in the winter, but... uh... Yeah, finish the year out strong, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, restaurants are always crazy busy in like November and December. I feel like if you're not busy, then you are you have a real serious problem on your hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in barbecue where like turkey, I mean, there's only so many ways you can cook a turkey and luckily smoking is one of them. So we kind of have a nice little niche there around Thanksgiving where we'll get a bunch of uh, turkey orders and they're quite delicious. So your smoked turkey is amazing. And I remember you told me, you said, if a barbecue place can't do turkey well, then they're, they're messing up. So you guys are definitely doing something right over there. Uh, yeah. If you walk into a barbecue place, like I think like most, most meats are like pretty standard, like pork brisket, some places do dino ribs, pork ribs, whatever, but, um, there's not a lot of fat on a turkey. So it's really, you can't smoke turkey. Well, I think it's a good sign to turn around and walk out. And I think our turkey's pretty up there. It's really good. Yeah, it's delicious. I love it. My sister loves it. A lot of my friends love it. So when you smoke your turkeys, can you smoke multiple meats at once or does the temperature have to be different? How does that work? Uh, So the smoking time for each meat's a little bit different just because, you know, the density of the meat, the fat content on the meat. So like a brisket where you've got a lot denser fat, fat that takes longer to start rendering and start, you know, kind of mixing with the meat. Uh, That needs to go on for a longer time than like turkey. Most like birds like chicken and turkey shorter cook times so you can't do them at the same time um because brisket you almost need the entire day to do pork similar smoke times but things like ribs turkey chicken that have less fat take less time so you can do those you know as you're going throughout the day and everything i I like to focus on like a few meats like we've considered doing beef ribs and i think like at some point we might do them but like if you have like nine nine different meats you have to focus on like you might lose quality and other things so i've had really good beef ribs but i've also seen on like tiktok there's a lot of you know how on tiktok there's um a lot of these like stunt food videos where it's like it's not necessarily even going to taste good, but they make it look like really big and flamboyant and everything. And one of them is like a burrito where you put the dino ribbon and pull it out. It doesn't yeah. really look that appetizing because like then you just have a giant gaping hole <laughs> for a burrito. 
dude. Yes. Thank you for saying that, Kyle, because it's so popular on the internet. And I thought I was the only one that thinks it's stupid. Like, I don't want to be a hater, but it just seems so dumb. I mean, it is all for the views. The other thing that people do a lot now is like stack like mac and cheese on sandwiches, which is like never going to be stable enough to actually have a good meal. Like you're going to be fighting your meal the entire time, which is never fun for me. I mean, you could say, I, you know, you know, a lot of people complain with burritos like Chipotle now where like you get like miswrapped burritos but if you're going to do the dino bone burrito you're basically setting yourself up to fail if that's like a major concern because it's just stunty there's this one guy i don't know his name but he like loves to waste food like he'll pour like five gallons of milk on his cereal have you seen this guy i've seen a lot of those and like it's a little ridiculous i think but people watch it i don't you look at these videos and they have like millions of views and you're just like who who decided this was like going to be viral yeah, maybe Kyle, I think but... maybe at Hoggies we should take like, you know, five gallons of ranch and take one wing and just dip our whole arm in it and just break the internet. <laughs> the health department would be really on me if we uh, took a vat of ranch. No, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't. You just I don't have know. to waste that ranch. It would just have to be yeah. one and done. <laughs> I'd have to throw it out. Like, you don't want to waste food if you're going to like gift this person views and likes and stuff. Like, they're just going to keep doing it, which... It is what it is. I don't know. There's those eating challenges though. There's like, um, we had this one model versus food guy come in and eat like, ended up being like over 10 pounds of food. It was like Jesus. pretty insane. And like guys like that, like that's interesting. Cause like, he's not wasting food. He's just eating a lot of it. And it's like a challenge, but like, if you're, I don't know if you're, yeah, if you got 10 gallons of milk or something like, that's just like, what are you doing? I always wonder what those competitive eaters like do they just work out all the time? Cause like, why don't they end up like, are you familiar with like Nakado Avocado? Do you know this guy? Like he's like morbidly obese. Oh. He's like losing, he has like serious health problems. So how yeah. do these competitive eaters, do you think they just eat vegan and clean throughout the week? And then one day a week they, they fuck it up. What do you think? I've watched a few documentaries on it. And then when I talked, cause the guy, the model versus food guy, Joel came in and like, he's in really good shape and he's not like a, he's not like a really, like I would imagine, like you see some of those like professional, like, lifters and stuff where they're like the mountain from game of thrones like he's 6'10 <laughs> like clearly the guy eats a lot of food or like um that was a professional wrestler god i can't remember his name but something the giant but those guys like you expect those guys to eat a lot of food but like joel was like not a huge guy really good shape and like i was like how do you do that and he's like you know there's there's ways whether it's drinking a lot of water or like eating like cabbage or something that like expands your stomach. So then you get used so you can get a lot down before your body's like, Hey, like you're not hungry anymore or something like that. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. Kyle, I wanted to talk about how you get silly on the gram. I think it's really cool how you're down to clown. Like you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think that if I am going to be a part of Hoggies, the name Hoggies and like some of our merch and stuff, like it's a little tongue in cheek, it's a little goofy. And you know, like we keep a pretty loose environment at the store, you know, people, you know, telling jokes all day. So, I mean, if we're gonna have that, like I kind of have to buy into the, to that brand. And the nice thing was like, you know, we've got this character Porkchop is that like, I can be Porkchop, you could be Porkchop, anybody could be Porkchop. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, and I think it's like good for, people to get our name out there and stuff. Cause uh, 
you know, people love our shirts. They love the get high in our hog, like no one beats our meats kind of thing. So, um, doing it hoggy style, <laughs> do a hoggy style, get high on our, get high on our hog or something like that. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Uh, I feel like it, there's a, I mean, parts of a business, you just got to buy in and like, you know, if I don't buy in, who's going to buy in then. And it's just so fun to be like silly. And like, I've seen on Reddit where people will say like, oh, this is cringe. Or then other people will be like, it's not cringe because they're being silly. Like, I just think it's so fun how you don't take yourself too seriously and you're willing to be a goofball. I think that's really great. Oh yeah. I mean, it does take some, like a little bit of motivation in my head. Like, yeah, you know, if it helps the business, I'm down for it. My, if everyone on my team's down for it too, you know, it just works out that way. And I mean, like in back in the day with Hoggies, it was a goofier brand. And like, they had things where they're putting pig noses on like the Mona Lisa. Uh, one time they put one on the Statue of Liberty. And of course you can imagine like that went over horribly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> different stuff like that. So, I mean, like they used, you know, they used to be kind of like down to clown with all that stuff. And like, you know, it helps get our name out there, like on Reddit people comment, but then we have people come in because they saw it and they're like, oh, like maybe I'll get this place to try. Yeah, dude. Pork chop is silly as hell. And I love the idea that pork chop can be anybody. I personally like to think that he's insane, not in a dangerous way, but kind of like a fun and flirty insane. That's kind of how I picture pork chop. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like uh, he's kind of like a Darth Bane in turn, or uh, not Darth Bane, but um, Bane from Batman, where it's like, uh, you know, He's molded by the smoke. You, know, you, you merely adapted. <laughs> he was born in the smoker, you fools. Yeah. <laughs> Pork chop is very silly. He's a silly goose. But I want to talk about fun, like munchies, fun junk food. Like, what have you been snacking on lately? Well, my girlfriend recently uh, had to go gluten-free, unfortunately. So at home, in solidarity, I've been very, like, anti-gluten. So I'm getting really good at making rice. I mean, like, you know, like, really good. I think I'm doing really well with it. Um, so we've been making a lot of different, like different rice recipes. I mean, I'll, we'll sneak some frozen Reese's in there every once in a while. Reese's? Frozen Reese's. Yeah. You're yeah. in the rice. No, not in the rice. Just oh, you switch topics. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talking about that, man. Like that'd be, yeah, that'd be really, I don't know what palette that is, but I was um, about to call the cops. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I'll make like, probably like in my fridge right now, I've got probably like like an entire week's worth of rice. And like, we just snack on that all week. And uh, yeah, you, when you can't eat gluten, like you kind of lose a lot of that snacking ability. Um, yeah. So a lot of like food prep goes into it and everything. Um, when I'm around the store, I usually snack on green beans. That's kind of like my go-to snack. Um, unless I'm getting like a little corner here and there of some meat and stuff. But uh, you know, I stay away from red meat for the most part, but I like our I obviously eat our food and everything. You're so healthy now. Are you trying to get a six pack? What's going on? Are you doing a rebrand? No. Super no. fit, Kyle? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to uh, stay in solidarity with, uh, yeah, my uh, my girlfriend. That's nice. Are you are you feeling healthier with, with the lack of gluten? Because I know a lot of people do feel healthier. I mean, there's like a good balance with any food. Like I do think like if you eat too much of anything, like no matter what, however healthy you think it is and everything, uh, you're gonna feel worse and worse. Um, I do think just like stuff with gluten is just in everything we eat. So the less you eat of it, the less, uh, you know, when I have a sandwich now, like it's not like I'm feeling like really bad after it, but like if I had like two sandwiches in a day, that's way too much bread in one day, I'm gonna feel bloated, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, so it is, I do feel like I just eat more balanced, which is kind of nice. And yeah, late night snacking is a little bit hard when, uh, you know, you can't just make like a quesadilla or something. Right. I really respect you for eating healthier because I, I find it very challenging. And this is like a blessing and a curse for me, but I don't feel any guilt in regards to food. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, I ate a double bacon cheeseburger. I feel so guilty. I'm so bad. I can't relate to that at all. Like I could eat two servings of pasta and I'm like, I'm a God. Like I just feel totally like <laughs> fine. So yeah. I think it's, it's really cool that you're being healthier. I, I respect the hell out of that. Oh yeah. And like pasta. I mean, pasta is the sneakiest things. I feel like, like rice, I can only eat like a bowl of rice, but pasta, like, you know, like the, the amount of pasta you can eat in one sitting, I don't know what it is, but I, I can eat an obscene amount of, of pasta and like that probably being taken out, like definitely helps, you know, helps the body a little bit. Of course. Um, yeah. An obscene it, it, amount. I love that. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, what's that new Italian place? I don't know if it's new, but it's down in Victorian village. They make their own pasta. It's not Buca di Peppo. Oh, heck not. no. That place is trash. <laughs> yeah, definitely not that. Let's make it down here. Polino's, Polino's pasta. You go there and their food's really, really good. But everyone I've got, I've like in my family that's gone is like the portion size wasn't for me, which like that's such like the American in us speaking because like I feel like pasta would be great if you just make really good pasta, you don't need as much. But like they're like, it's like a three course meal. Like anybody that says that's not enough, it's like it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a great point. I feel like Americans were definitely used to ridiculous portion sizes. Like when I lived in New York, I had a lot of friends that were from different countries and they said that the, the most shocking thing when they came to America was the portion sizes. Like they literally thought it was a joke. Like it's two to three times what a normal person would need. Yeah. I mean, there'll be customers that come in, they'll order like this grazer, which is you'll, you'll end up having a pound and a half or so of food and they'll look at it and they'll be like, this is it. And you're like, excuse me. Like, or like, <laughs> There was, uh, we had the grazer on a TikTok video. There was like quarter of the comments were like, that's all the food you get. And it's like, for one person, like that should be split. Like that is so much food. To me, it, it genuinely looks like a lot of food. I don't know who would say that's not enough. Uh, you get some customers and stuff where they're like, even like our most basic thing, it's about, it's around like a half pound. If you go about life eating a half pound at every meal, like that is where, you, where you're going to like draw some struggles. It's going to be hard there. Yeah. So have you thought of maybe trying to not necessarily punish these people, but trying to be like a smart ass about it and maybe make like a, um, a food challenge almost where say you eat five pounds of food and your food is free or something fun like that. So we do sort of like want to do a challenge like that and everything. If you walk in our restaurant right now, the menu's pretty confusing and that's, that is my fault. So we're really working hard right now to make it really like condensed and everything. So that might make it on there. That might be something we market. But I, I mean, I think it's always, I think the Hoggies used to have like a challenge that people did and you want like a shirt or something, which I think we could bring back, but I'm not like, it's just not something I'm super worried about. Like, you know, like- That's fair. I'd rather do quality than like quantity for me. That's like way more on like what I'm focused on. Which is great. Yeah. And I, I think you're, you're making all the right moves and stuff and, and Hoggies keeps on improving. And could you maybe tell my listeners kind of the process of, of updating your menu? Because I think that's really interesting, like the aesthetics of it, the vibe of it and how to make it as straightforward as possible. I think that's really interesting. There's always, I feel like there's always this like bias that you have that you think this looks as good as it's going to get. And like, you know, I always like to think of myself as a consumer. So when I look at it, it makes sense to me, but 
you know, I did that before we did that before internally and stuff, our team. And I think, um, you know, going out and getting other people's opinions. Um, I, I had some, um, high school kids at uh, Columbus Academy even go and give me some pointers on what they think, uh, would be great for the menu, which they did a really good job. Um, so it's kind of taking all that stuff into account, looking at what works for like other companies, like, uh, you know, like Chipotle, Piata, Cava on the East Coast, places like that, um, even like Nebraska here in town, see what works for them and kind of molding that to work for us because we are doing something pretty different. So on one side, we need to suggest to sell like, you know, the brisket queso. You don't walk into a barbecue place and get bacon jam, queso and brisket on a sandwich, but you can. You should. <laughs> you should. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. So on one hand, give people the opportunity and give them the instructions of how to build something. And on the other hand, suggest what we think tastes really well. And then once we build a culture around a restaurant, because people walk in and know exactly what they want. And some people walk in and look like a deer in the headlights. So I kind of need to bring that closer to a every person bringing a medium. Um, so I'm being really careful with that because once you change the menu, I, I just don't think it should be changed that often. Yeah, because I feel like that's going to create chaos and confusion even more than just leaving it how it is yeah yeah dude that's really fun i think that's really cool how you guys have you can do like what do you call it naked a sandwich or a salad is that or a bowl even i guess yeah we're playing around with our salads a little bit you've said like you never you know you're never gonna win instagram with salads like (laughs) um so we try to make really good salads but we'll go three days without selling a salad so we're throwing out lettuce and stuff then one day there's like it's like every few days it's going to be like every salads in a row. You're just taking shock. You're like, oh my God, like I haven't made a salad in a few days here. Like got to remember how we do it and everything. Like a salad convention comes to town, but it's like sporadic and like once every couple of days. Do you have any food that you think is overrated? And I'll start like, for example, I think truffle oil is very overrated. I feel like anybody tries to make like a quote unquote fancy burger or fancy whatever. They, they sprinkle some truffle oil on there. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that and other uh, overrated foods? Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you hundred percent on truffle oil. Honestly, I didn't even know what truffles were until a couple of years ago when I was like watching like, you know, RIP Anthony Bourdain. He always smashed against like truffle oil and stuff like that. I think like overcomplicating food, like we talked about earlier, I think there's like this, like people are trying to like, if I can't like physically eat a sandwich with my hands, that's just like insane to me. Like what, like you're spending money on it. You know, I'm willing to spend like, if it's good, like I'm willing to spend money on it, but like, let's slow down with these really just kind of like the way things are served. I saw something the other night where someone was at like a Cajun restaurant and the server was like dumping it on their table, like a ceremony. Like he took oil and drew like a circle and stuff and put the stuff on there and then made like, wrote the person's name in like the oil. And it was just like, wait, is this like a hibachi situation or this is like a, a literal table he's putting this on? You know, when you go to like those Cajun places where they like do like the, the shrimp oils and stuff, they just dump it on the table. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like an, yeah. They were trying to do like an upscale version of that. So like it, it just different stuff like that, where it's like, it's over presented or it's overloaded with stuff or like something like a truffle. It's has super like fragrant, like taste and everything. You don't need a million different flavors in your food with that. Like, just like keep it really simple because that's all it needs. Where you know you see these sandwiches where it's two burger patties, a chicken patty, mac and cheese, stuff the sandwich together, and it just explodes on itself. 
Yeah, and, um, it, and it looks nice, but it's like a mile high. It's not practical. You can't take it all in in one bite. It's very frustrating. I think it's, I don't want to say like an ego thing, but it's almost like a challenge to them to make it super elaborate and super fancy. Whereas I think most consumers just want simple, easy, delicious food, but I think they maybe get bored of that. So they try to elevate it. And that's where we get into this, like, you know, trying to be artisanal on a freaking Cajun boil. Like, give me a break. (laughs) Yeah. I do think like, I think it's important because you do eat with your eyes to present the food in a way that is very like good for the consumer. But I mean, some of these places are just taken to the point where like the presentation is more important than the actual product, which I mean, I think there's plenty of places here in Columbus that fall victims to that, where it's the hype of the place and not necessarily like what the place is doing that. So for me, like there's not a particular like food item in general, like a truffle oil, which I agree with you on. I just think we're just seeing this like, it's like social media is forcing people to find ways to like get people to view their clips instead of just focusing on like what they're, you know, we're making food. Like it's not, it's not complicated. That is definitely an interesting challenge for sure. And one more thing I'll say about that I think is overrated is um, a specific one fondant, like any kind of fondant cake. It looks cool, but it tastes horrible in my opinion. What's a fondant cake? It's like the icing. It's like a fondant icing. It's like the decorative kind of like thicker, harder icing, but it, it doesn't taste good. Are you familiar with this? I'm not, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not really a cake guy. I'm more of a pie guy. So my cake, I know what cheesecake is and like your typical birthday cake, but past that, like I am very, very, like very unknowledgeable about it. So, you know, what's funny is uh, the cheesecake girl was on my podcast and she's also team pie. And she said that cakes can often be too dry or too moist. Is that kind of your problem with cakes is the inconsistency? Yeah. But I also think just like pie, like pie crust is like just one of if we're talking about like overrated things, pie crust as a flavor is one of the most underrated things. Just when you get like a nice like apple pie, if you just slid all the apples out and just gave me like a giant, like just bowl of like crust, like I could do that. Like that, nice. that'd be something I'm into. <laughs> now, do you like a little apple pie a la mode? They'll throw some vanilla ice cream on top. If it's there, I don't know if I'm a purist in this way, but my family will all put ice cream on. Like my mom makes really good pies. And so my whole family, like, they like to go and, like, throw, like, some ice cream on top. And, like, I'll do that every once in a while. But sometimes, like, the ice cream just, like, with, like, a hot pie, like, it just melts and then becomes soup. Delicious soup. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great soup. Good soup. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think there's certain times and places that ice cream on pie is great. But uh, pie by itself, there's, there's not a lot of uh, better desserts than just pie. That's fair. Are you, do you have a dish that you're good at cooking? Like, or is there anything that you're an expert at cooking? I know how to do a lot of different pastas, which is kind of like useless right now because <laughs> as I said, I'm gluten-free. At home, I'm, I'm getting a lot better at rice. I watch a lot of instructional, like one of the nice things about like TikTok and Instagram and like things like YouTube is like, I don't have to go find somebody that's really great at making rice personally. Like I can find them online and figure out like, this is how much water you need to put in. This is how long and how long you should like let it steam and everything. This is how you should season it. So I think different stuff with rice, I'm getting a lot better at. Do you use a rice cooker or are you doing it just in a pot? Just in a pot. Yeah. I'm not that, yeah, I'm not that sophisticated yet that I'm getting like specialty kitchen equipment for things. <laughs> well, if you can do it the simple way, I say keep doing it the easy way. No need to have another piece of equipment if you don't need it. Yeah, I think, I think I'm good at learning about different ways to cook and then just kind of like applying it. I couldn't be a baker because like I'm not great at measuring things out, but like I can eyeball, know how things should look, different stuff like that. 
my chefs have always been great at like, you know, tell me why they do certain things. So I don't know if I'm an expert in anything, but I, I think I can like follow instructions and apply them pretty well, which, you know, my teachers would roll their eyes at because I don't know if they always thought that of me. <laughs> Dude, that's what I hate is when people say, oh, I can't cook. I'm like, if you know how to read, then you have the ability to cook. Like if you can read and follow instructions, it's literally step by step. It's like chop the onion, put the onion over here, like put the garlic, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very straightforward in my opinion. I will say a pro tip with baking is invest in a kitchen scale because one cup of flour could be one and a half cups of flour. It could be 0.75 cups of flour. It's not precise. So treat oh, yeah. yourself to a scale. Yes. I, well, I'm probably not going to try to bake anything because uh, the other thing about baking, you eat a lot of cleaning, which certain things like making like a wet, like, you know, sauce or something, you know, it's pretty easy to clean, but flour gets everywhere. I yeah. found out recently rice gets everywhere if you let it. I love that Mitch Hedberg joke where he said, rice is great for when you want to eat 2000 of something. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that's a good word. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Old Mitch Hedberg. He was silly as hell. Kyle, what else do I want to talk to you about? I feel like we were really talking about rice and snacks, fun stuff like that. Kyle, do you have any big plans for hoggies in the next couple of years or next couple of months even? I mean, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking about what's the next thing while trying to also like keep my feet in the current, currently what's going on. The new menu, I think is something really important to us. We hope to expand. It's a weird time right now to do that though, just with problems with hiring people, problems with, you know, we're going into the slow season where we don't quite have the mixture of catering and store to really focus on doing anything else than just getting through the slow season. But yeah, I mean, I, I hope to bring Hoggies to a place where A, it wasn't made in a sub shop, which for better or for worse, we are at that old uh, Johnny Pacelli's location on 830 Bethel Road plug. You know, I think Columbus is in a really neat place right now. There's a lot of pockets of places you can go and get good food. And I think there's neighborhoods, different sections of Columbus that we could go to. And it's just finding the right one that fits for us and not rushing it and make a mistake or something. And then don't do anything that sacrifices, you know, the quality of our food and everything. So do it in a way that uh, keeps us honest to our customers and everything. Yeah, that's dope. And and I, I believe in you and you can definitely do that. So when you say you have difficulty hiring people, that, that's got to be so frustrating, right? Like, have you thought, have you done any like outside the box thinking of how you can get people to at least show up for the interview? Because I, I remember you were telling me off the podcast that a lot of times people won't even bother to show up. I used Indeed a lot and you know you, people apply and I think people blind apply like they just apply to a lot of jobs and because a lot of times the response is okay where are you located which for me if I was ever applying for a job I would just search on google where this place is or like kind of know what I was applying to so it, it, yeah it's you have some people that have been there for years and years and years and they really like it and you're a super cool casual chill dude so I just want to say if you're looking for a job Hoggies is a great place to work I 100% recommend it Kyle would be a dope boss. He has a lot of empathy. He's super smart. He knows a lot of great stuff. So um, if you're listening to this, apply to Hoggies. Boom. Thank you. Yeah, yeah dude. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Hopefully that can help a little bit, get, get a little push there. Kyle, I feel like I asked you everything I wanted to ask you, but I always like to ask my guests if something didn't come up organically or something you're chomping at the bit to say, now's your time to do that. Well, I don't have anything very specific. You know, keep your eyes out for more pork chops. Watch your back for pork chop because, uh, you know, he's bringing barbecue to you. So pork chop will save you from some shitty barbecue. He'll save you from other barbecue. <laughs> yeah, dude, pork chop rules. Keep your eye out for more pork chop. And um, yeah, that's it, Kyle. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I appreciate you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. 
too. Hey, that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Remember to tell a friend, share us on social media, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you have any questions for the pod, hit me up. You can email me through my website. Send me a DM on Instagram. It's 2021. You know how to contact people. You're a gumshoe. You're a detective. You can do it. Dippy dippy.